I'm Jessica Harris. This is From Scratch. My guest is Cause Marte, founder of Conbody, an exercise program that Cause developed while he was in prison for selling drugs. From working out in his 9x6 prison cell, he lost 70 pounds in six months. Conbody is located on the Lower East Side of Manhattan and also offers classes online so you can do prison-style workouts from the solitary confinement of your own home. Cause started Conbody in 2014 after he was released from prison. Welcome. Thank you. I want to talk about life on the Lower East Side given that that's all linked to what you're doing now. Yes. Your parents are from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. You were born here. What was it like in the uh, the late 80s, early 90s? Okay. And you were born in 1985. Yeah, so in the, growing up in that neighborhood in the Lower East Side, it, it, was, it was drugs everywhere. I mean, I remember seeing uh, dope lines, heroin lines, we call them, where people would line up to buy heroin down the block, and there would be lines of, like, 20 to 50 people. What kind of student were you in school? I was I was a pretty good student. I was bilingual. I was supposed to be skipped in the third grade, and my mom didn't allow it. I did really, really well in, in elementary school. Middle school was a different story. Your parents uh, were both hardworking uh, yep. and did not do drugs. No. What is What did your mom do when you were younger? Uh, when I was younger, my mom worked at a, a factory on Bleecker Street, and she was like, sewing little t-shirts and shorts and uh, she used to like babysit me under her sewing machine. I remember being a calm kid and just like sitting there and just like playing with my fingers. There was no video games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't afford a Game Boy. <laughs> and the sound of the machines, do you remember the yes, sound? Yes, I, de- I definitely remember I was watching a guy that was like ironing all the all the clothes items and it was just one guy that was working there and there was just a whole bunch of ladies like sewing he would be like steaming everything like tsh, you know tsh. and how about your dad he worked as a chef at tavern of the green and then started working in bodegas um that was actually my first job i worked at a bodega that he ran in front of my building it was the build downstairs so i had to wake up in the morning and like open up the store and clean mm-hmm. it up and and I started stealing cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one thing led to another. Cigarettes exactly. led to to marijuana uh, at yep. age 12. At age 11, you had your first introduction to pot. Did your parents know that you were starting to dabble in this? They already knew I was going to go down that route. And because of all my cousins, on the, we lived in the same floor on 42 Renton Street. Like, my whole family was there. And we would, like, smoke cigarettes in the hallway and, like, you know, throw water balloons off the roof and hang. Our, our playpen was the fire escape. They found weed mm-hmm. when I was 12, and mm-hmm. and they would tell me, you know, smoke in the building, don't go outside and smoke, if, mm-hmm. you know, trying to protect me from being arrested. And then you turned to selling drugs. What was driving you to, to start this? Uh, I, I wanted I wanted things, and I was hungry. Um, I was always looking to make money as a kid. I would collect baseball cards, sell them. I would, you know, go down the up and down the stairs with a black garbage bag and, and take all the cans from the neighbors and exchange them to, in the bodega. Uh, and that would be, like, my lunch money. But I was just hungry, and, and everybody that was around me had everything, and I wanted that. So fast forward a few years, by the age of 19, you had become kind of a local kingpin. Is that overstating it? Uh, not local. It was more of a, like a tri-state, more regional. 
uh, thing, uh, but it was it was definitely a, a, a delivery service. So I I changed the way we sell drugs uh, in the Lower East Side. So I had everybody wear suits and ties, and I made ten thousand business cards. And when the neighborhood started really gentrifying, I gave it out to like all these like young hipsters and it was a 24-hour delivery service and I had over 20 people working for me at that time. And you were selling now to to people who were like analysts at Goldman Sachs or exactly or, or, right I mean what stockbrokers judges lawyers doctors uh, you name it. And you had seven cell phones at one point? Yeah we had seven cell phones because each phone only held 1500 numbers uh, and it was it got so overwhelming that I started getting like dispatchers, and we and I had like easel easel boards where they were write like who's coming in, what's going out, how many people like keeping stats. We had a marble notebook, like old school bookkeeping style. It was pretty crazy. By the way, just going back uh, to your parents, you also have uh, two sisters and a brother. Yeah. Now, your sisters are ambitious. One uh, was a managing director at Goldman Sachs. Yeah. Uh, she now lives in London, and the other is an underwriter for an insurance company. Yeah. And your brother, too, uh, running for city council in District 65 of Manhattan. Yeah. We're hustlers. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to take over. We all did well in school. Both my sisters like Valley Victorians and my brother as well. So you had a turning point. Uh, you were age 23 and you were caught by the federal authorities. Talk to me about your psychological state at that time. Like, how did, I, need I ask how you felt about going to jail for seven years? Uh, I was happy. How come? Because uh, it was only seven years. It was my third felony. I was in and out of jail since I was 13. Uh, one in 10 times I was supposed to be doing life. And your parents, do you remember how it was affecting your family? I mean, they were really affected. And uh, and I had a son, I have a son. I have a nine-year-old son. And um, I went in when he was two years old and, and came out when he was uh, six. Seeing that transition with him, and, and it, was, it, was, it was sad. You ended up only serving four years, ultimately. How come? Uh, due to a program called Shock. It's a military-style program boot camp type of deal. Uh, it's a six-month intense hands-on program that you have to work out like two hours a day, strict, you get up, you got you got to make your bed, brush your teeth, shave, and get dressed in eight minutes, uh, a minute and a half showers. Um, like, it's crazy intense. That seems helpful. <laughs> not, not helpful in a way uh, of what I feel like is abusive, but... I did that program three times. So what was the catalyst for your getting into shape? I got big and started eating unhealthy, and I was uh, my cholesterol levels were really bad. But I didn't find this out until I went to the doctor in prison in 2009. And they told me that I, my cholesterol levels were so high that I could die within five years. Um, I was sentenced to seven years, and I did the math, and I said, I'm not going to die in this prison cell. And I, I began working out, and I lost 70 pounds in six months and then helped over 20 inmates lose over 1,000 pounds combined. Now, what did you do in that prison cell that caused you to lose 70 pounds in six months? So I took those techniques that I learned from sh the shock program in 0506, and I, I began using them in that cell. And then I came up with new creative moves because I was there by myself and I was bored, and I just did stuff. <laughs> like what? 
Uh, there's one exercise called, I call it up and down. It's like where you sit down on the ground and you get back up. And you sit down on the ground and you get back up. It's a natural movement, but uh, people don't really see the effects. Of, like you, It's really hard to sit down and get back up um, at a high repetitive amount of times, a couple hundred times. What else? So I did like push-ups, dips off of my side of my bed. I, I held my mattress and, and did step-ups on the side with the bed, shoulder presses with my pillow, and just getting creative because you have nothing to do and you was bored. Your motivation was your own physical health because you had been told that you might yeah. die in five years. And also there's a culture of exercise a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, why? Uh, because you have the time to do it, and a lot of guys in the prison yard, they're like, yeah, I'm going to get out because I'm going to get these girls. You, you don't want to go in there and just waste your time and like be fat and lazy and then come out and look in the same, and, and you won't be able to find a girl. <laughs> Even though your prison sentence was shortened from seven years to four years, you spent a month in solitary confinement because you had an altercation with a, a guard? Yes. And then you kind of had an epiphany moment while you were there. Yeah. But why were you there? Why was I there? I, I, I was uh, called down to the medical un- unit. This officer places me on the wall to search me. He starts searching me and manhandling me in the wrong ways. Uh, I moved a little bit. He smacked me in the back of my head really hard, and which made me drop down to the ground. And uh, I, I stood up and I turned around on him. Ten officers, about a dozen officers, came to the scene. They beat the crap out of me. They they threw me in solitary. Uh, I I ended up doing an extra year because of that situation. But isn't this illegal? Like you know, for for doing what? You didn't do anything. When I got to that cell, I was like banging my head in the wall because I was like, I'm coming home. I told my son that I was coming home in two months, and I couldn't see I couldn't see my son and. And and I was I was devastated because I was like I didn't do anything wrong. You wrote a, a letter to your family. Yeah. So out of out of like desperation, I, I sat down at my this little desk that you have in your cell, and um, I began writing a, a letter asking for help. I enclosed this letter, and when I enclosed it, I, I realized I didn't have a stamp to send it out with. Uh, a couple of days later, my sister writes me. She tells me to read Psalm 91 from the Bible. All I had in my cell was a Bible that I never picked up. And as soon as I started reading it, a stamp fell out of my Bible. And it was a stamp that I needed to send out this letter with. Right in that instant moment, all that stupidity that that I used to think all went out the door. I felt like I was affecting so many people. Mm -hmm. And I was creating this whole web of destruction and I needed to, you know, create a web of positivity. I felt like this was my, my calling. Uh, my whole idea was like starting a, a prison-style boot camp, doing training the same way we trained in the prison yard, mm-hmm. um, and then hiring formerly incarcerated people to teach the fitness classes. So you get out of prison, uh, but you don't start con body right away. Uh, you tried to find other jobs uh, yep. prior. Um, what were some of those jobs that you had? Uh, so. I just kept applying for jobs. Um, I kept getting uh, the door slammed in my face. Eventually, I found a job off the books. Uh, my uncle works at this hotel, and I was just scrubbing toilets there. I was grateful. I was not making a lot of money, uh, but I was I was out, and I could eat. 
you know, and I could sleep and I could like use the bathroom whenever I want to, you know. While you were working with your uncle at this hotel and uh, you were exercising in the park. Yeah, I was working out by myself and I I was going up to random people and I did I used the same marketing t- tactics that I used while I was selling drugs. I made business cards and I started going up to girls with yoga pants. I tell them like I see that you work out, you know, you should come work out with me. Uh, I run Combody is a is a prison style boot camp derived from my prison experience where I lost 70 pounds in 6 months in a prison cell and then I helped over 20 inmates who was over 1000 pounds combined. I could get you that excuse my language that prison body you've always desired <laughs> and did they come or were they kind of scared off by that uh, some some just laughed out of a thousand maybe like five or ten you know so it took a, it took a while wasn't there some story you were working out and some guy passed you and said can I join and you said yeah, yeah for two hundred dollars I was doing pull-up bar training in the morning and I had a group of about like six seven people out there he comes like running towards the side and jumps on this pull-up bar that I made. There's no pull-up bar in the park. I took this like broken piece pipe off uh, the ground and stuck it between fences and was doing pull-up bar training there. And when he jumped on it, I was like, yo, that's my bar. You have to pay me for that. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I don't mean to disrespect. Uh, then I told him, like, do you want to join? And um, he was like, how much is it? And I was like, uh, I didn't really have like a pricing you know, strategy or whatever, and I I told him uh, $200, and we went to the ATM. I, I, like, quickly closed the deal. So how did it become more, should I say, institutionalized? Yeah. Uh, How did it go from stalking people in the park to an actual thing? It was getting cold, and I needed a place to start doing it inside, so I, I started renting out a studio, and then it got really overcrowded. People, the word of mouth was just getting out there. I needed help with other people, and the people that helped me were like formerly incarcerated people that I know, and they, uh, and I got them involved quickly. You won a business plan competition. How did you team up with who was it? I won a business plan competition through the five ventures. So the five ventures that believes that illegal entrepreneurs could become legal entrepreneurs. Uh, and they have like these Shark Tank competitions. I won like ten grand from them, and that's the uh, capital that I used to start up this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started winning multiple competitions. Uh, I joined this like YPO uh, competition that Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank was like actually hosting. And I won that. And then I won and started raising more money, um, Kickstarters and all this other stuff. I've heard you say that you transferred your hustle. You hustled to sell drugs. And then where had you come up with that term? I like it. Well, transform your hustle. That's like that. That's like the five ventures like tagline. Transform your hustle. Yeah. How did selling drugs kind of help you with what you're doing now? Definitely made me not scared to ask. Going up to random people and just like stopping them and pitching them and like continuously doing it was something that I did. I think the only difference is that you have to pay taxes. <laughs> Was there a one person or one like magazine piece that really helped to escalate Conbody? Were there any turning points? There was a, a small NPR piece that was done like in 2014 when when I first like started in the studios and people started hearing hitting me up out of nowhere. From there, a TED talk 
And from there, like, uh, just a whole bunch of magazines and articles started spiraling. We've been featured in over 200 publications now. What is uh, the nature of your clients? Uh, so it's usually like 25 to 35-year-old young professional woman. We use no equipment. And I feel like equipment really intimidates uh, females sometimes, and that's what they tell me. Also, it's 30-minute <laughs> classes. That helps. Yes, 30-minute classes that you will, take, you will be taking to Jessica. Uh, if you're my teacher, I'll do yes. it. In addition to having this studio on the Lower East Side, you're now reaching people in other cities and countries um, because yes. you have an online platform um, yeah. where you're streaming workouts. What's an example of some people taking these online classes? Where are they living? So I have people from, like, everywhere, like, like Middle America, moms, kids, college students. We got people from Korea, China, Hong Kong, Japan, South Africa, a lot of people from, like, London, Italy, France, There's people from Turkey. But it's it's just been, like, re-catching on with, like, the whole world. Was there one or two people that were so helpful to you in getting this off the ground? Oh, yeah, there's uh, been a lot of people, especially my ex-girlfriend, Jennifer Shaw. She's, like, really intelligent taught me a lot about branding, writing emails, and reconstructing the, the business um, properly. Is she the mother of your son? No. I actually met this girlfriend on Tinder when I came home. Do you exercise every day? I don't exercise every single day, but I... um. I really exercise frequently, uh, at least like four to five times a week. I just ran to Manhattan Bridge before I got here. And what'd you, what'd you eat? I corned beef hash, home fries, and uh, boiled eggs from Cup and Saucer on Canal and Eldridge. You got a huge <laughs> smile on your face. It's my favorite spot. You know, John and Nick, they've been there since I was born. When you walk the streets of the Lower East Side now versus, uh, you know, the late 1980s, 90s, how do you feel walking the same streets and having it look, well, how would you define how it looks and feels? Back in the day, it was more of a community and more dangerous. Now it's like less of a community, but safer. So no heroin lines? No. Coffee and uh, there's no more kids. There's like poodles, you know. I remember as a kid running in the park at late night of the hours at five, six years old and somebody's watching me in the street and nobody cared. I miss summers where I was opening up the fire hydrant and like, you know, cleaning cars and making a few dollars and uh, just still having fun on the streets, you know. Nobody hangs around in corners anymore. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. My guest has been Cause Marte, founder of Conbody. If you would like to learn more about the show, please visit our website at fromscratchradio.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jess G. Harris or find us on Facebook. I'm Jessica Harris. This is From Scratch. <laughs>